welcome back to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me talk about things I've learned as a social media coordinator and manager, my tips, things I wish I had known, mistakes I've made, and more. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I will be discussing what is influencer marketing with one of my best friends, Natalie Barbu. She is an ultimate girl boss, and I just love what she stands for, and I really do uh, love having her in my life. She has been such an inspiration and a real true friend of mine. I met her in college. Um, She actually went to NC State, and I went to UNC Chapel Hill in North Carolina, and from there, we've just really bonded, and we've been able to collaborate together, which is the best part of all of this. Um, And she also has her very own podcast. Uh, You guys should definitely check it out. I will also put that in the description below so you can find it. But it is called The Real Real Podcast. And with that being said, we will just be getting into it right away. So let's get started. As influencers and digital, I guess you say content creators ourselves, I'm here with Natalie. This topic discusses influencer marketing, and I really just wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on influencer marketing. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm really excited to talk about this too because I feel like it's something that I have a lot of opinions about. Yeah, same. And I feel like it's definitely evolved over the years, and I think even you and I, we go back eight years, eight years, nine years of doing this. And we can definitely say that it has changed. Totally. Um, What do you think that, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the whole marketplace and industry changing? Well, I think when we started, it was not a business. None of us, no one that started when we started knew of what it would become. I don't think anyone had thought, oh, I'm doing YouTube or, oh, I'm doing blogging because I want to make a lot of money because back then no one was making a lot of money doing it so I feel like that number one is just a huge thing like we didn't start because we even thought we could make money we just started because it was a hobby and then also as it became a business I feel like the whole marketing roles I guess and what marketing is has completely shifted towards influencers you cannot think of marketing for a company and not think of influencer marketing anymore exactly and I feel like companies that are not using influencer marketing are falling behind right and I think it's important to one as a company um, research and understand what that is and it's not just about getting in touch with a quote influencer giving them the product and just expecting sales to come in obviously you need to know if they're the right fit if they're the you know person for the brand and um yeah just have that understanding and how to communicate with that influencer and i feel like a lot of companies in the beginning just thought a lot of followers or a lot of likes meant oh they're a big influencer let's work with them and they because i mean it is so new so companies are still trying to figure it out and navigate how to properly do influencer marketing but now people are realizing that a lot of people buy followers Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have engagement they don't have an engaged audience just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean that they're actually going to buy something from you or even believe what you're saying you know so you have to do a lot of research on who 
the influencer person is that is going to promote your company because they might not be the right fit like you were saying and Mm -hmm. if they're not it's not going to do any good for your company because regardless I mean the way people get paid is they just get paid to do a post or to do a video or whatever it is it's not oh you get paid if you get a certain amount of sales exactly and I think what is also important is you have a very engaging YouTube community and channel and also Instagram and I think all of that kind of ties in um, and now even a very successful and inspiring podcast. Thank you so much. Um, that I love listening to. I can't wait to have you on it. We're recording soon. <laughs> As we're recording this one. <laughs> um, I was saying that you have a highly engaging audience. And I think that is so important and so crucial for this market and this industry that we're in. Thank you. Yeah. And so for you, like I know that wasn't your initial step. You weren't trying to gain a following Mm -hmm. but it just kind of happened and naturally and I think that's what definitely helped what do you think has also helped in that way I think the number one thing is that being authentic and being yourself is so important and I know that sounds so cliche and people are going to say oh my gosh I've heard this a million times but I don't think I feel like some people still think that they're being authentic and genuine when they're not and I know that that sounds weird but when you're only portraying the good aspects of your life when you're only showing your I guess like highlight reel when you're only showing that your perfect lunch and your perfect like clean room and whatever it is like that's not real life like you need to let people in when you're putting yourself on the internet to kind of the messy the times when it's not that great you're I don't know I feel like that helps that's what makes people connect to you you when you think of people in your real life I mean who do you connect with you connect to people that also can share their struggles with you you connect to people that you go to when you're feeling down or you connect with people that are honest with you and I feel like it's the same way digitally you should try to create that audience that connects with you because you go through all of seasons of life with them not just the good ones Right. If that makes sense. I feel like that's why my followers are more like my friends because they've seen me in so many different stages right. of life. Yeah, they've seen you at your rawest moments. Yeah. And... They've grown with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't tried, I haven't marketed myself for like little kids, for example. I'm, I'm not making little kid videos and my audience is not 12 years old. My right. audience, when I was 16, they were 16 and now I'm 23 and now they're 23. It's the same. They're growing with me. Growing it's with not you. like I'm trying to market it just towards a certain demographic. Mm-hmm. I just want them to be my friends exactly like i mentioned this is the name of my podcast growth in that way is so important um and i really like what you said with that how do you define influencer marketing i think influencer marketing like i said is just the new form of marketing in general i feel like you cannot say marketing without influencer marketing anymore and i think it is just when you put the whatever magazine advertisements used to do and radio advertisements used to do and uh, billboards used to do what all of those things were i think now you're handing it over to an influencer to a person public figure and you're asking them 
to promote your product versus just having someone seeing it flipping through a magazine. And what it does is, one, it creates awareness for your product and brand recognition, but it also allows people to kind of see, like if it's a, for example, I'm thinking of something really random, like a face wash. The influencer can tell their experience with it, give their review. So it's it's kind of like giving a review, but also brand recognition and awareness of the brand kind of all in one, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, that does. And I think I say this from a brand perspective, just because I am currently like a social media strategist and uh, coordinator. And... I think that something I really look for is doing my research. Obviously, I'm not going to pick someone based on what I see on their first nine Mm -hmm. squares on Instagram, but really just like diving in and being like, okay, has this influencer like use this product that, you know, before, like, can we send it to them before for them to actually try and actually give, tell us the results and someone being like, trustworthy because here we are like even from a brand perspective if I were to give an influencer a product that also says a lot about the brand picking the influencer so I need to also make sure that they are the right fit not just for how they look but truly how you know they use the product and it fits in their everyday life and their brand I think it also involves a lot more research than a magazine or a billboard or whatever Mm -hmm. because instead of just looking at demographics okay who's the demographic of this magazine who's the demographic of I don't know like this radio show now it's a lot like who is the who is this person that's going to be promoting the product like you were saying and do they align with our brand and what they've done in the past has it aligned with our brand you know you don't want to have someone that Let's say they always use animal products and then you're asking them to promote some cruelty-free and animal vegan line. You're not going to choose that person because they don't align with your brand. So you have to do a lot more research to make sure that not only is their audience going to be right for you, but are they right for you. Right. And I think something you've mentioned to me before in the past was you can track people buying comments and followers or whatever. And I think... That tool was... Four is one of them. Four is one of them. And also Social Blade. Social Blade. That you was can the, see yeah. because a lot of people use the follow-unfollow method, mm-hmm. which is when, if you don't know what that is, it's when you follow like a thousand people in one day. And because a lot of people see who follows them, they follow them back because they want to be think, nice or, right. oh, this person followed me. Like, I'll follow them back. They yeah. have a lot of followers, like, whatever. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. And so then you get a lot of followers back because you're following, like, a thousand people in a day. And then the next day you go through and you unfollow everyone. Everyone, So yeah. your ratio stays, like, looks good. Mm-hmm. But then you gain those followers from Because other they people. never know that you unfollow them. Because yeah. they're not all like you. And they don't, <laughs> they're like, oh my gosh, X unfollowed me. They don't yeah. have those apps. Like, they're just people yeah so I think it's such a shady way to gain followers and it's very visible because on social blade you can see how many people you follow and unfollow in a day so I've gone through and I've just looked up random people that I'm like this is fishy they're growing really fast Mm -hmm. and I've literally looked them up on social blade and they have like a thousand people followed one day or however many I don't know how much it is like let's say like 300 people and then you Mm -hmm. see the next day they unfollowed 280 you know so you can tell that they are following a lot and unfollowing a lot and that's the follow and follow method right don't recommend 
honestly, it's not worth it. It's, it's not, not. I know it looks amazing when you see the growth happening, but just know numbers are numbers. It doesn't determine or define your worth. Yeah. Um, and I think that is another reason why I think you shouldn't do that because that hurts your identity and your brand, your mm-hmm. reputation. And once you do that, you have lost your authenticity. Yeah. Like, how are people supposed to trust you when you do something that's untrustworthy? Yeah, I totally agree. And it's just not going to create an engaged audience. It's not going to get there what you, you want. Exactly. Because, like I said, now people are not looking at only follower count and like count. People are looking at how engaged your, your people are. Are they interacting with your content or are they just kind of ghost followers? Yeah. And another thing is, like, You could have, say you have like 20K likes on a photo, but like six comments and versus someone who has maybe 1K likes, but like 400 comments. Yeah. And that person is, their followers are probably going to be buying the product versus someone who has a way higher like count. Yeah. You know, and the brand's going to want to go to the person that has the smaller one because of the engagement. And also it is so much harder to translate a social media like or whatever or social media followers to actually purchase something because it's free to like something it's free to comment on someone's picture it's easy we do it mindlessly like when's the last time you were on instagram you might have been scrolling through instagram while you were on the toilet you know like you literally (laughs) scroll through i scroll through instagram sometimes i'll have like 30 seconds of free time in between waiting for a subway or whatever yeah and i'm scrolling through instagram and i'll like two pictures and then i put my phone down yeah i don't think about it it's (laughs) completely mindless so you just because you're liking people's pictures or just because a lot of people are liking your photos does not mean that they're really interacting with you and care about you yeah and that sounds harsh but it's it's the truth it's the truth (laughs) um that actually like that's a good segue because i also wanted to point out that okay so people assume that as an influencer oh you're, you have it all good you get free things you get sent on these free trips um you get to go out to these cool events but just know that like being an influencer one is it's a stressful job in itself because one you have to not only provide creative direction for like a campaign that you want to shoot or something that's sponsored and i think you can also say Mm -hmm. a lot of these things too like that you've had to deal with like maybe deadlines that you've been on actually yeah yeah, you've had some deadlines that you're just like you know on crunch mode with and um but it goes beyond just like displaying a product and just holding something on the outside looking in you can say you can be like, oh, yeah, you just hold up a, like shampoo a low- bottle. shampoo <laughs> bottle and just smile and post it and you get money. And while that is true for some people, some people do just hold up right. a shampoo bottle and post it. I think that brands don't like that, though, because you're literally putting no effort Because in. they're actually going to you to be creative with their exactly. products. Exactly. You create content. Their content, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like when you're being, I don't know, at least when I think about it, I think this company is trusting me with mm-hmm. promoting their product and not only that but they're paying me i i would feel they so could, yeah. bad they could pay and you they know could like- pay anyone else i would feel so bad if i delivered something that wasn't my best because this is my job that's why when people are like oh my gosh you take instagram so seriously well when you're getting paid for it yeah, yeah you, you need do to. you need to because it's the other company is putting their marketing budget in your hands 
So, exactly. I don't know. I feel like it should be taken more seriously than some people do. Because you're right. You could just post a photo of a shampoo bottle and say that you did the job. Because technically you did. But I feel like it's a little disrespectful. And that also goes to say that, like, there is also a balance between how many ads you post. Exactly. And things that you should just post because you're also you you aren't just a walking advertisement exactly i mean i try not to post that many sponsored things because it is hard to say no when they're brands that you really really love Mm -hmm. so i am so fortunate and lucky that i have gotten companies that i've literally been using since like middle school that have come up and been like hey we want to work with you on this whatever this instagram this video and it's so exciting when you get that because you're like oh my gosh this company wants to work with me like i've loved them for so long and that's why i instead of i used to post once a week and then i started posting twice a week and now i'm even trying to post three times a week Mm -hmm. on my youtube because i don't want it to only be sponsorship 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 i want to give my viewers other content that's not sponsored just because like i want to give you guys this content so i hired an assistant actually to help me edit my videos because to make that possible like i could yeah i could probably just do four videos a week most youtubers do only once a week but i really really want to give you guys as much content as possible Mm -hmm. and i don't want (laughs) i don't even want majority of them to be sponsored i want maybe like 20% if if that 10% to be sponsored so that's why I feel like if you want to do more sponsored things then post more post more not sponsored things that's true and I don't say this just because I'm like your best friend but when I do watch your videos like I see like the real you it doesn't feel it feels so authentic it's raw and I think that is why you're gaining this following and you know all these engaging people is because you're being honest and truthful and people want to see that like you said thank you so love you love you too (laughs) um so now that we kind of talked about what influencer marketing is and our thoughts on it where do you go to stay up to date with it i honestly am pretty bad about this i think where i go up to date is other social media networks like if people are posting on their story follow me on this new app or what's trending on twitter or i have a manager and she a lot of times will send me updates like hey just so you know igtv is going to start monetizing soon so that's where i stay up to date and she'll send me an article she'll send me stuff like that and that's really good having her um just to keep me up to date as well but if not it's just through other social media networks and i like scroll through news apps and stuff like that but they don't really talk too much right i feel like it's also a matter of like i'm not saying like we as influencers like set any trends we are like the innovators and creators on a bunch of things so with that um i know like that's how fashion trends start Mm -hmm. like people start wearing certain things and it just starts taking off. Exactly. Um, guess on my end, like staying up to date with influencer marketing is just something I'm like really curious about. And I just like to know what's up and coming in terms of social media and new apps that are coming out and how people are finding different ways to communicate. Um, I think that's really important, especially in a world that's so digitalized. It's important to just know what else is out there and to constantly keep evolving and not staying comfortable where you are, which you've also inspired me this year to do a YouTube. Um, And I've been just really experimenting with video. Um, I swore to myself I would never get in front of a camera and do video in college even. 
And so you've just been a real big inspiration for me on that. Well, I've loved your vlogs. I'm so <laughs> proud of you for starting. And I think that it's always also good to expand and not just stay comfortable where you are because yeah. social media is a thing that is growing so rapidly. So you would be, I guess, doing yourself a disservice if you don't expand and change because it's changing. So you're going to fall behind if exactly. you don't change with it. It is your responsibility as a social media influencer, content creator. I'm not big on the word influencer, and it is your responsibility to be on top of that. Yeah. And again, to be informed of what's next and be educated because you do have an audience that is looking to you, and you have a voice, and you should use it for a purpose, not yeah. just to be pretty. And pretty doesn't get you places. <laughs> it might get you to your next shoot for how many years, but in the long run... That's not going to get you to where you truly want to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's also just, like, times are changing. You have to you have be to. on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to evolve. So you have to not be comfortable. Yeah. I guess that's what we're trying to get out here. Um, influencer marketing summed up in one word. <laughs> in two words. Three words. Don't be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> one word. No, three. three. No, two. No, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like just influencer marketing expanded so much over well, the and years. It's changing, it's so changing. Much. and it's created jobs. You know, not just for influencers, but for the people working in PR. They get a chance to work with these people. There are agencies that only do influencer marketing. There's literally influencer marketing agencies. Wow. And that's it. I have a friend who actually just got a job at one. And yeah. basically all she works with is um, Instagram and connecting brands with Instagram influencers. Can you imagine that we're like now in a time where like, oh, my job is Instagram. It literally is. Yeah. <laughs> I know crazy. a girl also who just um, quit her job and literally only does Instagram. Wow. She doesn't even That's have like a blog. There is something scary to that. Yes, I agree. Because you don't own it. You don't own it. And if your Instagram gets deleted... You're and if Instagram has another blackout, which it's bound to happen because it's an app, there's always bound to be something that will crash or fall through. And you can't rely on something that isn't yours. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that just, that's just something you should always... Another episode you yeah. should talk about. Yeah, actually. Why you yeah. shouldn't just rely on that. Rely on that. Even with YouTube and yeah, stuff. Like, you have to be aware that... When I'm building my um, consulting company, I'm going to build an email list. So I have people. Because it's not only going to be just a consulting company. It's going to be nataliebarbu.com. And it's just going to have like all my stuff. and Website. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I want to build that. Because That's awesome. that is scary. Exactly. You don't own... I don't own YouTube. I don't own Instagram. I don't own Twitter. Whatever mm -hmm. it is. And I think we... I'm so happy to have like someone like you that who's like-minded in the fact that we need to be informing these people. We're not just people to talk about, oh, like a positive quote here and there yeah. and just life is good, be happy. But there are lots of hardships that we go through too. And circling back to the topic of being your true self um, and sharing that and letting people know that, look, we all go through it. We're the same. Yeah. I think I just like rambled on into uh, <laughs> That's the best thing about podcasts though. Topic. I like podcasts that kind of ramble and just go off going. topic because it makes you feel like you're there having a conversation with exactly. them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just gonna keep staring into your eyes and just <laughs> get lost in that. Do you guys feel like you're in the room with us? I, I know, right? It's just awesome. We're like we're in my apartment, by the way. 
in chairs it's hot in here because it's, very it's hot. like you have to turn off the air when you record podcasts yeah. because these mics can pick up literally everything <laughs> so we're like dripping right i'm just kidding we're like sweating <laughs> right now while we're looking at each other and it's like whew, and it's yeah, rainy i'm glad that we're good friends <laughs> yeah i'm glad we're good friends <laughs> i have a candle burning in the background <laughs> it smells Setting the mood it smells good yeah does it? Does it smell good? My feet smell so bad. I don't care if you put Guys, that in there. It's raining and it's just been an ugly, drear day. Yeah, I just, I'm a mess right now. <laughs> we're, we're both messes, but it's okay. We're both doing this together and we're going to continue talking. So. so, Natalie, how has influencer marketing impacted you? I mean, I guess for one, it's created a job, like you said. Uh, before I start my consulting company, I'm only relying on social media as my job. So it's definitely created that. I think not only that though, besides the money aspect, it's helped me run a business and it really is a business. I don't care what anyone else says. I have incorporated myself. I'm legally my own business if we want to get technical, but also I feel like it's helped me because I have to see what my audience wants, which if you're running a business that sells products, it's the same thing as having customers. You have to see what they want. You have to evolve with them. You have to listen to their feedback. You have to always be on top of things. Like I need to have at least like two or three videos uploaded a week or else I might lose them. I have to always be thinking about I guess like what to post or what I want to talk about in my next video or what I want to promote or I'm also engaging with brands so I have to see how do they align with my channel how do they align with my Instagram how do they align with me and my brand and how can I incorporate them you know like it's how much is my rate how much should I charge how much I mean it's it's a full-on business like I don't care what anyone else says when you're doing it and you're posting consistently and you're working with other people and I mean it is like it's a different form of a business and it's so new that that's why it does get a lot of like a bad rep I guess but I mean that is what it is and I mean I have to edit I have to film I have to it's like a one-man show yeah you have to to market yourself whenever I post a new video I post on my Instagram story I post on my Instagram Mm -hmm. um I have to update people on when I'm doing certain things I announce things on my social media platforms like you're completely running your own business when you are a personal brand right um so I guess that's how it's impacted me just learning about how to own a business and how to market myself and kind of knowing how to read an audience. I feel like I know my audience so well. And, and like how, I said... Yeah, can you kind of expand on that? Like, yeah, I mean... How did you do that? I think going back to what I said with being authentic, I know them so well because they grew up with me and I see the comments on my videos. I see the DMs that they send me. I feel like we're friends. Like, when I meet them in person and when they come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I watch your videos, I literally feel like we're already friends and I want to hang out with them and I want to go grab coffee with them because I feel like they already know me and even though it's easier for them to know me because I do share my life and it's not like I'm watching their lives, I still feel like I know them because I know the type of people that I am attracting and the type of people that watch my stuff. Apart from analytics, apart from looking at, oh, I have 80% females and my demographic is 18 to 25. Like, apart from that, I feel like I genuinely know who they are. My videos are very much focused on productivity and motivation and uh, work-life balance. And I feel like I attract those types of people, so we're automatically friends. 
if right. that makes sense. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm putting out that type of content, and I feel like I'm getting back people that are similar to me in that way. Gotcha. Like, I'm not going to get... What you're putting out, you're getting... Yeah. I'm not going to get, like, a gamer 19-year-old boy that follows me. My interests don't align with his. Exactly. <laughs> so, so. I, that's why I feel like we're friends, because we already have established that we have the same exact interests. Gotcha. From someone looking into all this and seeing what you're doing and all that you have going on, it can be very overwhelming. Like, I know it overwhelms you. There, mm-hmm. You're not perfect. Like, obviously, you get stressed out about certain things. But for someone seeing all that, how is it possible for them to, I guess, even try to approach that or tackle that? I mean, it all goes back to, I think, one, it's helped that I did not get 200,000 subscribers overnight. I mean, it took me a long time. And people that have been doing YouTube as long as I have, I always say this, I've been doing it for like eight years. People that have been doing YouTube for eight years have like 5 million subscribers. You know, like I'm not one of those people that had a viral video and took off. I mean, people that have been doing it for even like three years have more subscribers than me. Everyone has their own pace. And But I am grateful that I never had like that viral video because... I've really gotten to know them. So I think Mm -hmm. just being patient and understanding, kind of being grateful for the people that do follow you, even if it's a small number, and still treating them as just as important as if you had 500,000 is so important because you get to know them. I mean, I do a lot of, hey guys, like what type of videos do you guys want to see? What type of this do you want to see? And I like answer their DMs and I have a conversation with them, even though I don't know them. I mean... I've even met some people that follow me for coffee if we're in right. the same city. Like, exactly. I don't... You don't You don't have to do that. Yeah, and you to want... me, it's like, oh, yay! Like, I get to meet a friend for coffee, a new friend. Yeah. And I think I am grateful that I never had that jump in numbers because I really have gotten the time to know them versus if I started from, like, zero to a million, I feel like I would just be like, oh, my gosh, I'm famous. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I'm so glad you said that because... I really do think that not just jumping from one to another is not only is it consistency that keeps you growing, but like it's the learning experience, growth, and I guess journey that you need as like uh, someone who's trying to, I guess, start a business or get somewhere, um, reach their end goal. But like you need that, that journey and Mm -hmm. A journey consists of many things like whether it's ups and downs but like you have to go through it and I think that is what makes you into the best person that you can be yeah with what you're doing um and I'm not saying that that's for everyone but like I have noticed a big consistent thing with people who just shoot straight up to like millions of followers and they it's just too soon for them and they don't know how to handle it and it shows. Yeah, it I shows. completely agree. When people, I mean, not everyone, but I feel like it's hard because it is hard. I feel like if I did that, like that'd be so hard for me. I think it. I would think it's so cool, mm-hmm. but then also I feel like it's a lot of pressure to maintain. Mm-hmm. Let's say a viral video that you had was a like funny comedy video, for example. If that's what got you famous you're going to have that pressure that you always have to produce that content because that is what got you famous. That was your most viewed video. That's the one that got went viral. Exactly. You always have to be that funny, quirky person. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have had so many different videos and 
I don't feel like I have to be a certain way. I feel like I just have to be myself because you guys didn't just watch one video and fall in love with me. You guys watched a lot and decided to follow me. Exactly. The thing about being so successful so quickly is that you don't know what it feels like to be at the bottom. And you don't know what it feels like to be in someone else's shoes. And I think that's a hard thing to understand and grasp if you're not there, if you've never experienced it. And also, I feel like when you just have one video that, let's say, skyrockets and you get a million subscribers from that, then you don't have, like you're saying, like that work ethic, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it's not the case for everyone. Like, I think some people can become super successful quickly and, like, they're killing it. But I feel like you don't have that, like, same work ethic. Why do you think influencer marketing is so successful? I think it's because people view influencers, quote-unquote, as friends versus celebrities. So when your friend recommends a product, you trust them more than if a paid million-dollar endorsement recommends a product. Like, um, I trust you more than I trust Kim Kardashian (laughs) to promote something if she's even getting paid for it even if both are getting paid you treat them more as friends and you value their opinion because they have given so many free opinions and you trust those free opinions that when they do something that's paid you trust that it's just as authentic so I mean I promote products all the time that I'm not getting paid to promote just because I love them and I'm I'm talking to you like I'm my friend I want to promote it and I also think that because of that, whenever a lot of people will promote the same thing, they something's going to blow up. Like, I know, for example, one of actually my friends, her name is Callie Fuller, and she does fitness, uh, fitness routines. Uh, she has, like, a workout plan, and she, I don't know if she did this on purpose or if people just found her workout plan that happened to be influencers, but I started noticing that so many people started posting pictures of themselves doing the Kelly Fuller app plan at the gym and started posting her, like, workout plans and started do- promoting it on their Instagram stories and tagging her in their bikini pictures because, like, she helped them lose weight or whatever. And I started noticing so many people promoting her that I followed her. And I didn't know, I don't know if she had followed me before, but she had reached out to me and was like, hey, like, I'd love to send you a program if you want to, like, use it and try it out for yourself and maybe post about it you know but it wasn't like hey you have to post about this because I'm giving it to you for free it was Mm -hmm. very organic it was like okay thanks and I mean because I constantly saw it everywhere like it was all over my face on Instagram stories and stuff she's really like sold so many ad plans and strictly through social media not just ad plans she has other programs but even me now talking about this I guarantee someone listening to this is going to look her up because I'm exactly. talking about it. Yeah. And so that's just insane at how that works. And same with this one girl that I don't know personally, but I've seen her everywhere, Kenzie Burke. So mm-hmm. many people that I follow have posted that they follow her meal plan. And it's been everywhere, everywhere. So when someone is eating a salad, they're like following Kenzie Burke's meal plan, whatever that is. Yeah. And I know of her only because I've seen other people post about her, not because... I stumbled upon her and she I remember one time I saw she didn't have I think she had like I don't know like 20,000 followers or whatever on Instagram and now she must have upwards of like 70,000 last time I saw her she had like 60,000 and this has all been in a very quick span and I'm not keeping tabs on her I just happened to click on her twice because people kept posting her Mm -hmm. and And she's gaining a following because of this you know word of mouth awareness yeah because of word of mouth and her meal plan is probably selling a lot so I mean, I think it's crazy that just because people 
once it's like all over your feed, I mean, people, it, it gets so much attention. And yeah. I mentioned another thing. I always, whenever I go like grocery shopping, I always post about these Trader Joe's plantain chips that I love and I'm obsessed with and they're so good. Actually, I, I, they're pretty good. <laughs> Did you get them? No, I, yeah, I yeah. Did they're, you get them after so my good. video? No, I, uh, I like how like them. No, it reminded me to go back and get them. So, yes. <laughs> I have gotten so many Instagram stories or DMs of people being like, oh my gosh, Natalie, I went to Trader Joe's and I bought the plantain chips because of you. Or they'll tag me in their story, like, feeling like Natalie because I got these plantain chips. <laughs> or this one girl, I actually ran into a subscriber at Trader Joe's and... <laughs> She had a bag of plantain chips. <laughs> Not the plantain chips, but I was like raving about these habanero lime tortilla wraps, and they are so good from Trader Joe's, and I highly recommend everyone to go buy them. Uh, but I was raving about them, and she literally was like, oh my god, I am at Trader Joe's to get those habanero <laughs> lime wraps and i mean trader joe's is not paying me to promote their product well, but um, trader joe's you should sponsor natalie yeah i'm bringing you business <laughs> i'm kidding but i mean if you do want to yeah. collab my email is not <laughs> she'll put it in the description below <laughs> no but seriously like that is the power of influencer marketing yes once you see it i mean honestly the other day actually i'm not not to go off so much about this but the other day Someone was talking about Chipotle. They were just, like, eating Chipotle in a vlog. They were like, okay, I'm going to Chipotle. Here's what I got. Like, just a normal vlog. Literally, 10 minutes later, I was post-mating Chipotle because it got me in the mood to eat Chipotle. It's like, yeah, it's just like, I mean, yeah. it works so much for me personally, yeah. and I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, actually, I do have a story. So I um, went to Gregory's. Uh, it's like a coffee place, coffee chain here in New York City. I, I don't know if it's in other locations, but they had this glow-up latte one time, and I just, like, really wanted to try it. Um, and I, like, just posted it. And I, like, posted, like, the ingredients that were under it and why it's good for you. Um, and then I had people who actually tagged me, too, like, in their stories yeah. being like, thanks, Grace. Like, I didn't know about this until you said it. I think the actual coffee place reposted it, too, and was like, they probably got the sense that, like, oh, look, you know, we can probably get these influencers to post our things and have other people that are also in the same area try it too. Yeah, my friend actually, um, Kenzie Elizabeth, she does YouTube videos. She would always post about the Chick-fil-A cold brew coffee, like the vanilla cold brew coffee that Chick-fil-A oh. has. And they literally sent her a gift card because they were like, thank you for like bringing so many people to wow. us. Wow. Yeah. And it's also good though. Like if it you starts yeah, free. It's like genuine. You truly, yeah. If you truly love something, you tag the brand. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I like. You tag the brands and you're not like, oh, you're not too proud. And you're like, I can't tag them unless they pay me. I know someone, this bugs me a lot. I know someone that does not tag anything unless they're paying her. Yeah. Okay, well, what if they're wearing, like, a designer, like, Chanel bag or, you know? No, they Chanel's don't. Gonna... She's like, oh, I'm not going to tag it. I'm not the one getting paid. Wow. And I'm like, okay. That's, a, that's yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. But I'm just saying that, like, by doing that, it just goes to show that, like, you're not in it just for money purposes. Even yeah. though, yes, I agree. It is a business and there is there's fine lines to certain things. But for something that you love and something that you oh, just yeah. genuinely want to share, I mean, there's, come on. Like everyone that's in this business, we know that there's no turning it off, which is has pros and cons, but yeah. there's no turning it off. Like I vlog, I mean, it's good because I get to choose my own hours and I can 
spread out when I'm working, but I'm never not working. Like, I'm always taking pictures, vlogging, whatever that is. Exactly. Um, I guess we can just wrap up, but, like, I did want to just emphasize on the fact that, like, the reason... I really do push for influencer marketing in some ways is because it allows the influencer to be creative and use what they're passionate about. The reason why I do push for influencer marketing is because it allows the person to really push their limits on their creativity. And um, again, it's limitless and you can be as creative as you want and still be on brand. And I think that is talent in itself. Totally. I completely agree. Yeah. So I think we wrapped up a lot of our thoughts. I liked this podcast. I really liked the episode. I did too. And I think there's more that goes into social media. So there will be a couple more episodes to come um, that I'll be talking about. But I just want to say thank you so much, Natalie, for flying all the way to New York for me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I flew here just to do this Yeah, just to do this, guys. How dedicated is she? No, but thank you so much for having me on. I am honored to be on this podcast and to be chosen for this topic. Of course. And I just am so happy that we're together and hanging out, and I can't wait for you to record my podcast. Yes, I cannot wait to be on hers. Hers is also, it's called The Real Real Podcast, and why is it called The Real Real? Because I feel like we see a lot of everyone's highlight reels on social media, and that's what everyone posts is their successes, their highs, their the good things that happen in their life and I want my podcast to show not to be negative at all but to show the real real so we talk about everything how you got to where you are how you are getting to where you want to be the struggles and everything in between the good the bad the highs and lows so love it real people real lives real jobs the real real love it go (laughs) listen to it you guys Now I am going to take a break and add in an intermission period where I want you guys to open your emails or your Instagram and write down some questions you have about influencer marketing or anything that you learned from this episode or things that you might want to ask me or Natalie. Um... I'm going to give you guys a couple of seconds to do that. And then when the music is up, I would love for you to send in what, you, what you've what you written out or typed up or whatever um, to my email at gracefullymadeblog at gmail.com or my Instagram at bygracely. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode in the series where I take on the question of, as a content creator and someone whose job is social media, how do you balance social life and work life? Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.